Hello, welcome back to the podcast, bro. I'm Jim. I'm Luis. Uh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, let's... I gotta fix something. Oh my god. <laughs> yep, never mind, I'll do it later. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> this episode... <laughs> I'm off my track. We're talking about Just... Season 1, Episode 10, The Engine. And this is the finale of this season. Thank you, Elise, helping my <laughs> sad, tired brain. Okay, so it starts with uh, well, I just have my notes are so nothing on this episode. So they you know, so much happens. Uh, they get to the front and she yeah. looks like it's the end of the train, and Cat's like, no, it's the beginning. <laughs> Yeah. So they reach, like... They get right behind the engine. And there's another car coming out the top that's un- unfinished. And it's, like, in the process of being made. Which one one said, oh, yeah, the train, the engine has a splinter. <laughs> nice. Um, Tulip is like, what? She's making more train cars? Um, it which implied like, that... Oh, the train is never finished. Mm-hmm. So that implies that this is a normal thing for the train, which to makes just sense. Makes more cars constantly. Yeah, which makes sense because how else would Amelia figured out how to do it? You know. Yeah. And also that there's a part of the train created to make cars. Yeah. Okay, so uh. So the cat leaves. Oh, well, no, yeah, then our tulips sliding down. And mm-hmm. she stops halfway through. And she's, like, messing with the orbs. And she's like, huh, interesting. Yeah. And then she gets into the uh, engine and she's like, hey there, Amelia, it's me, ya boy. <laughs> Still here. Which I'm also pretty sure uh, people have said that Grace and Simon from book three are on her computer. Hmm. When she's looking. And she's Once like, again, oh, yeah. I was not looking for that. Which, I mean, I actually didn't even pay attention to this viewing, <laughs> but people have said it. And there were other faces on that screen, so. Yeah. I'm assuming they're right, but. Uh, okay, so then what happens in Yeah, the so, um, Tulip had taken the the BCRT BCRT <laughs> from the um the heckin' car and put a strap on it and put like like just oh, a carrying strap on it and she put Amelia's tape in there and right when she gets in there she's like hey Amelia I'm gonna return the favor and then yeets it under her and traps her in her tape, which is like, I like I can kind of nitpick this episode a little bit because, um, it could be argued that this plan seems a little bit too well thought out for her being thirteen, but like, I but consider I, that I in its favor. So. I think this is I mean, realistic. That's what I mean. I think I. 
not maybe not me, but I can see a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Figuring out. Okay, so. Especially one who's been on the train said, for seven months. And also that the cat literally said in the last episode that you can only get trapped in your own tape. Yeah. So she probably figured that yeah, if I can just trap her in her tape, I can probably that will yeah. hopefully last long enough. Mm -hmm. But we also don't know how long Amelia was in there. Right, because the time scale is all messed up. Yeah. Uh, see, then uh, there's a thing that beeps on her suit, so I'm like, was that like a fail-safe thing? Yeah. Right, right. Um, like, did she predict something like this might happen? Yeah. Um, and so that failsafe calls the steward over. So, like, the steward starts moving and it, like, ignores Tulip. And we eventually find out the steward is going to destroy the TV. So and it does. To, yeah. And that happens. You know, Tulip's looking through the orbs. Mm hmm. And she's trying. like, none of these are corgis. Yeah. And she's trying to find the. Corgi orbs and none of them are corgis. Which is um, also, does he just know which orb is which? It certainly comes off that way. Because I'd say all the orbs that were in that room were probably like college orbs and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, Tulip runs off to the other car. Yeah. Well, no, it's... Does it... No, I think one one gets into the engine first, doesn't he? Um, this is all, like, kind of happening at the same time. I think one yeah, one, one gets into the engine, um... It's like, while... are you my mom? Because <laughs> he just sees the little, like, hemisphere indentation... Yeah. And that's also the cool thing. If he jumps in, all the lights turn off. Yeah. And turn back and on. Like and like uh, Yeah, and the steward's hand, like, freezes because he does the, uh, like, a clean version of the control tone. Yeah. And then Amelia's like, no! <laughs> Darth Vader, uh, Anakin Skywalker, end of Star Wars Episode 3. <laughs> no! Yeah. We kind of skipped ahead a little bit, though. Um, did we? A lot of... A l I mean, we did, but, like... A lot of the subs... Like, a lot of the time of this episode is taken by the fight scene, which is, Yeah, like, of Amelia and Tulip. So there's not really a lot to describe there. One thing I will mention is that... Um, so at one point, um, Tulip uses the donut holder to smash um like the top of the um oh, no, Amelia's the like, capsule and it reveals Amelia. Amelia's like you carry a pipe in your backpack. <laughs> and she's like, it's a donut holder. <laughs> and like Which like imagine you're Amelia and you're fighting a thirteen year old and they just pull a broken piece of pipe out of their backpack. Yeah what? <laughs> Like, you'd probably have the same reaction. Even if you were fighting, like, an adult. 
Yeah. And they just pulled. That's a, a weird thing for someone to have on their person. <laughs> You're like, why do you have that? <laughs> oh, on random tangents three. Don't mind through the one scene in Gravity Falls when they had the video game guy. Yeah, this is random tangents four, my dude. And they were walking down. Random tangents three happened off mic. Uh, but no. No, random oh. tangents two and three happened both of the episodes we recorded yesterday. We recorded wow, really? um, the past two weeks' episodes yesterday. Yes, we did. So, oh, now we know what we're naming the uh, other episode whenever I get to editing that. Uh, okay, no, you can't name it that. <laughs> we have too many <laughs> things named that. It's boring. It's too late. <laughs> oh my god. But then, okay. uh... But yeah, I What's, wanted to point out, like... What happens? After, no, after I was that, back to what I was saying. After uh, the capsule gets wrecked... Um, you can see Amelia's face for a lot of it, and it looks kind of, like, comically exaggerated. Um, like, especially the face that she makes, like, the smile that she makes when she's holding up, um, Tulip in front of her, and, like, taunting her. That face... For sure, so. Like, how do you that come smile, back? Like, I feel like that... Like, like, it just seems overtly villainous. Yeah. And sinister for her supposed redemptiveness. Right. Like, that because stuff could have like, been delivered no a lot. No dog, better. no parents. You're all alone. Yeah. And I'm like, dear God. Like, what? Aren't you supposed to be a good guy? Sort of? Yeah. Like, you did a lot of messed up stuff, but aren't like, you doing even, this all Like, even for before, love? in episode 8, um,. She like show she like um gestures to all the destruction that the steward caused and she goes like all of this is your fault to Tulip. It's like bro But she's also when Tulip's like, No it isn't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But that like she also... knows Tulip's in a vulnerable spot in terms of her emotions and it's like well, I think at that point she wanted to break her so that she wouldn't yeah. keep coming back. But Tulip's a pretty resilient 13-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> like, she kind of goes through uh, some shit here. Yeah, I would not have been that tough in that situation. But yeah, back to my Gravity Falls tangent with Tulip's <laughs> backpack pipe. Uh, do you remember that episode? When they brought a uh, rumble McSkirmish, and they were walking down the street, and he picked up like a pipe, and then like, oh a my katana. god, yeah. <laughs> and Dipper's like, "This street has such dangerous litter." <laughs> Gravity Falls podcast. We're making a podcast of every single cartoon that we enjoy. <laughs> Eventually, or we'll yeah. just like hire other. You know what else I need it? to rewatch? Steven Universe. Not necessarily. No, I could you. never. I just like. I, could I need to rewatch that so I have like fresh eyes on everything because like the context behind when those episodes were released kind of. Because um, the first few seasons was the week to week or the season one. Was yeah, the season week one week. was airing consistently, and then season two, less so. Or, well, I'll say the first half of season one um, was airing pretty consistently, and then... I think it was all of season one, wasn't it? Because season one ends with 
It's also ridiculous how long season one is. Yeah. Well, I think they took a small break in between the the Lapis stuff and the next episode. But, like, it wasn't a hiatus. I don't think it counts well, as a look, hiatus. Because doesn't season one end with the uh, the return? The yeah, the return break? slash Jared Blake. That's the last episode of season one. Which I got... There's a couple episodes where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to check these out. I think those were the first two episodes I watched of the entire show. Yes, I think they were. No, actually, like, I, think I, I was following it since it premiered. You were you following were like, it since these. then. watch these, you'll like this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, uh, and I remember later on, I rewatched, uh, maybe a year ago now, where I rewatched the first Lapis, or the second Lapis episode. Mm. Where she's like, yeah, those gems are like evil. And they're like, and she, which also Steven just doesn't understand. He's like, wait, what do you mean other gems? Because <laughs> at that point, the crystal gems had told him basically nothing. Yeah. Which makes sense, because, you know, being war criminals <laughs> isn't really <laughs> something you want to tell the kid you're raising. I'd be like that. Okay, back to the episode. Yes. See, now, we, uh, now we're both going on random tangents. So what is... How do they just... Oh, because, uh... Tulip like smashes the leg and then slides down, hits the TV and something else with the Korka gun, so it turns into like a Korgi themed TV. Yeah, the um the monitor. And I think the other one was like her uh toaster or something. I don't know. And then she finally hits Atticus. There's a there's That's a sink it. and a bed and she hits the the sink, I think. Something okay. like that. And uh so it seems kind of convenient to me how Amelia just happened, ha the way the suit broke that she shot out at the last second. Yeah. I so mean, I like, it implied that she was very injured. Either that, or, like, um, she could not... Like, she was already... She already had limited mobility. I think it is the former, though, because later on in, in book three, we see her walking around just fine. Although, to be fair, we don't really know how much time has passed, so, like, she could have worked on her mobility. We don't really know. Yeah. And also, she's wearing very baggy clothes, and not really having great... Because then, by the season three, when she shows up, she has, like, the more slim-fitting, and she has much better posture. Yeah. So she looks a lot more fit, but, like, she also could have already been that fit in that, which, which she also probably wasn't eating much. True. Yeah, she With does look she was pretty in. poor for wear. Because in... in the five stages of grief, she just stayed in denial for 30 years. <laughs> or she stayed in bargaining for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else was I thinking? But that usually in most dramatic kind of things like that would be where the hero goes back in. To save the villain. Yeah. Like, it, most of them would have had... Or one one would have, like, controlled the steward to go up and save her. Or Tulip would have gone up to save her herself. Yeah. Which I also feel like Tulip would have been like, eh, you know. She'll be fine. That car is gonna drop down somewhere. <laughs> she'll be okay. <laughs> Which, like... Okay, we also don't know... It also is very possible that cars like that that are messed up, that are ejected, just slide down the back of the train forever. 
Because mm. it, it's not really clear if there is an end to the train or where that end would be. I mean, we know very little about, like, where the train is or what it is or who created it or anything like that, so, like... And that is another one of those unanswered things, you know? There's one thing that one one says, where he said the train is... It's like, yeah, I found this is my mom. Which I'm like, oh, okay, so I'd say that probably means that the train created one one. Yeah. To run it, rather than the other way around. Mm. Or whoever the train... Whoever created the train used the train to create one one. Yeah. Well, whoever created the train technology must have, like... Like, that technology is, like, you don't waste that if you're making a lot of stuff, you know? Which I'm like, yeah, so I'd say the young one one is, or one, I guess, because she says, I've been trying to keep one at bay for 30 yeah. years, and she's fighting Tulip, and she's like, one one? Well, Tulip assumes one one, but Amelia just knows him as one. Yeah. But Tulip is the eyes and ears of the audience, so we're calling him one one. Yeah, because then there's the thing in the beginning of book four, but as far as just one one running the train, and he's like, yeah, they'll have to figure it out on their own. I mean, he's like, if yeah. they don't, and if they don't, he's like, then they die. Which I'm like, holy, like what? Just in book four, the train seems a lot more dangerous. Yeah. Like, it definitely seems a lot more like you could actually get, like, murdered by a denizen. <laughs> okay, to be Which completely I... fair on that, that was because they were with Kez. <laughs> but no, even then, like, the monster thing seems like it might have actually killed them. Yeah. Or that, like, pig baby might have actually killed them. <laughs> pig baby, god. I hate the pig forced baby by so JK... much. Forced by J.K. Simmons. <laughs> The pig baby is voiced by J.K. Simmons? Really? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> According to IMDb. Which I'm like, oh, J.K., why would you do this? There's another J.K. that I have that same thought towards, but we won't get into that here. Uh, Elise knows who I mean, and a lot of the audience probably does. Uh, yes. <laughs> Took me a second, but yes. Okay, so... Back to this book. Yes. Uh, Tulip's like, hey, uh, what does Tulip even say to her? Because I haven't watched this episode since yesterday. Um, uh, when her exit oh, shows up again? Like, oh, no, because Amelia's like, uh... Well, she says, yeah, I don't want to live in a world without Ulrich. So yeah. So, like, well, you kind of have to. Like, you just have yeah. to accept it and move on with your life. However much, which she also does say, yeah. I don't know what it's like to lose someone, but I have faced very like unfortunate changes in my life. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I don't know how I would have been in this whole situation. Like, how would I have dealt with Amelia by the time I had met, but gotten to there? Honestly, though, I probably would have just taken my exit in the ball pit car. You would have. I would have regretted you it definitely, forever. Yeah. But I would have been like, you know, I am not dealing with this. I'm not getting murdered.
but uh, eh, maybe, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, so yeah, then Amelia's like, yeah, but numbers don't go just go down; they also grow up. She just does she... the whole sleeve and then pulls down the yeah. neck. That is the only time she smiles after she uh, gets yeeted from her body, uh, from her hecking conductor suit. It's also weird, I think, that, like... And then, uh, I mean, it's like, how can you be hopeful? I sent your... Like, you'll never get your nut exit back. And the woman's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> like, I love that. It's just a matter of unlocking it and... And zero is the key. Yay. And he just pulls it up. It's like, yo. It's right here. And they have the emotional goodbye. Uh, so wait, how would 1-1 have gotten Atticus back to the Corgi car? Because I feel like they're pretty far away. Um, I mean, they can move cars. So... Would they have just put him in a new car and dropped it in front of the Corgi car? Could they not have brought the Corgi car back and had him go directly there? I guess they could have, yeah, and then just sent it back to wherever it was, or yeah. farther back. Because it doesn't around. matter where the cars are, besides, but like, because, I mean, like, those like moving might... around is more based on the, uh, the passengers. The dentists don't tend to leave cars unless they're going with passengers. Yeah. So. But I mean, well, that's the thing. We also know that Kez was going car to car on her own. True. And then, well, MT, well, well it depends on how much sentience they have, because it's never really clear. I guess, yeah. If every denizen has the same level of sentience. That's true. Like, did all the corgis in the corgi car have the same level of sentience as Atticus? Yeah. Well, even if they did, they couldn't open the door themselves. So No, so they would have been trapped in that car. Yeah. But like so, are the are the spells wizards? Are they all as sentient as like a human? Yeah. You remember the one that's like spells, 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 spells. <laughs> just the fire eyes or laser eyes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I love that design. And then they're just running around on their mustaches like feet. <laughs> I I will admit to you, I don't remember what you're talking about. It's in like one of the early episodes because she just runs into a cave and they're all just chasing her, just yelling. It's kind of like the uh, seagulls from Finding Nemo, but instead of mind, they just all say spells yeah. over and over again. And then I think one of them is in. The cat's car, when she look that's in there. But. Okay. Okay, so then, yeah, uh. But I find it weird Tulip didn't. I mean, does she say goodbye to Amelia? She does, um, right before she, she doesn't leaves. Give her like a, she, she doesn't give her, like, a hug. She just looks she back at her and, like, says, Goodbye, Amelia, I or, hope you get your exit. Yeah. Like, or it's, I hope it's you not find a. Your way off the train. Yeah. It's it's less of an emotional goodbye because she doesn't have a personal attachment to Amelia like with everyone else, but And then there's also things of like, okay, does the train send you home or like and what does the train define as home? Yeah. What if you that's ran odd, away like, from, like, what it shows in her train? exit is not the forest where she got on the train. 
It's her house. No, it's her house. Which does the same for... Well, I mean, we also don't... I'm assuming Jesse got on the train on the way home from the field where the whole thing happened with his brother. Yeah. That seems says, to that's be that's the last time I saw him. That seems so, to be what I, they're implying. But I also mean, like, okay, like, what if somebody had a lot of emotional issues and they were, like, actually running from, like, a genuinely harmful household? Yeah. And, like, legitimately physically dangerous for them to be in? Like, yeah, would, would the train, like, to, like, put them back there? Would it send them to, like, another family member's house or, like, a friend's a very close friend's house or something. Or, like, what if there's nowhere that they feel... Not that they feel safe, but they actually consider a home. Like, does it just send them back to wherever their house... Their house is, like, where they live? Yeah. Or... Maybe that'll get addressed eventually, because apparently the last few books were supposed to be super dark, but... God, I wish, I wish, I hope the last few books actually end up coming out. Because book five's gonna be a movie about Amelia's takeover of the train. Or at least that was the plan. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's that season. Yeah. Book one is over. Well, it'll be over next episode, which next episode I guess we'll label as a bonus episode, but. Yes, a boneless episode. God, no. <laughs> and then we'll be one of those people where once we act. Once we get big enough to make a Patreon, we'll take all our bonus episodes off Spotify and only put them on our Patreon. Which I get why people do that. I'm not, like, trashing them. It's just yeah. inconvenient for me because I can't afford most Patreon tiers. Lol. <laughs> okay, so, uh... What are we on now? Uh, ending the episode. We actually, let's rank. Uh, let me just find a list of the episodes and see yeah. which ones I... Now that we're at the end. We should have prepared this earlier, but... <laughs> you know. The podcast car preparing... Tomato potato. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, episode one, I'd say eight was my favorite. And, uh, two was my least favorite. I can't really... I guess Chrome Car was pretty high up, too. Yeah. I'd say Engine would be probably third or fourth. I do always remember, um... Chrome car being a highlight for me. Yeah. Uh, season two. I just need to get to that. Yeah, book two is swagging. So Every the book wasteland. is better than the last until book four. Book four. Like I, I don't I dislike book four, season. but it's not as good as book three. Yeah, I like book four more than book one, actually. Um, Overall. Like, book one has bet a few episodes that I like better than some episodes in book four. Yeah. But I, I also kind of relate to, like, Min and Ryan, so. It'd be like that. As far as, like, not really... Not that I'm in a place where, like, you know, I'm off running off on my own, or I'm <laughs> nor am I in a place where, like, people are forcing me to, into some specific path. 
but just in the idea of, oh yeah, book four, we get trained to nowhere. Yes. Which I have on Spotify. Uh, but no, yeah, like I just don't relate to Tulip that much. And that's just a personal thing. But Yeah. Okay, well, I have been Jim. Elise, you want to plug all the things to plug? All right, yeah, go check out the Hectic Breakdown. Tell them you sent us. You're still going on about that, aren't you? Yes. They asked for shout-outs, and they asked to tell the, our friends, so this is how I'm doing it. I mean, they said that in their episodes. They didn't tell me personally, but... You know right. how it goes. Okay, now you plug all the things that need to be plugged. Okay. Um, so, I have been Elise and you can find the pod okay so you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the podcast car you can follow me on Twitter at KDV granola bars I I did it that's everything yes okay. that's everything uh well I've been Jim Goodbye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodbye.